6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. There's physical abuse and sexual abuse, emotional abuse, neglect, financial abuse. Did you know that about 1 in 10 seniors are affected by abuse or neglect, oftentimes by someone who is close to them? Financial abuse, emotional abuse tend to be the most common type seniors deal with, but physical abuse is is also a reality for some. Today is Elder Abuse Awareness Day, and the federal government and the province are launching a consultation on how it should define elder abuse, as well the province is marking the day by handing out $650,000 to 16 different organizations to help combat it. Chantelle Audenbright is the chair of the Alberta Elder Abuse Awareness Council and she joins us this afternoon. Chantelle, welcome to 630 Chad. Thank you so much for having me. All right, I'm a little confused with um, just one of the statements you know, from the federal government and the provincial government saying that they're launching a consultation on how it should define elder abuse. Everything that I've looked at and all of the websites kind of have a, a really good outline of, of what it is. What needs clarification, Chantelle? Well, from a provincial standpoint, the government of Alberta currently has a definition that doesn't include anything to do with a trusting relationship or any definition of who might be perpetrating this. And so what we, I think, are looking at or what part of the discussion will be is whether or not to include that it happens within that trusting relationship. And the reason that's important is that without that definition, it means that things like frauds and scams can sometimes be included or um, abuse or assaults that are perpetrated by a stranger Mm -hmm. might also be included. Whereas when we talk about elder abuse, we talk about it happening within a relationship. So it's usually perpetrated by somebody who um, is a friend or a family member or maybe even a caregiver, but definitely a person that the older adult knows and is in a relationship with and can usually be in a relationship where there should be some perceived trust. Mm -hmm. They should be able to, you know, trust that person. Chantel, um, when we try to find statistics or when I try to, you know, find statistics, and I had mentioned that the one in 10, um, you know, that one in 10 seniors are affected. Um, is that the reality, do you believe, from your from your work with the Alberta Elder Abuse Awareness Council, or is that what we know because of what is reported? How often do you think that this goes unreported? I think it goes unreported more often than not. So probably that's just the tip of the iceberg. That was um, kind of a number that came out from a national prevalence study done in 2015. We anticipate not only because of the increasing number of older adults that there are in our province, as well as recently with the pandemic issues, but also just because we know that it often happens, as I mentioned, within a family. And so there's a lot of, you know, um, shame and guilt and not a lot of people want to come forward because it might impact their loved one or it might mean that there's a severing of that relationship. And I think out of fear and shame and guilt, they often don't come forward. So we do believe it's just the tip of the iceberg with that number. So Chantel, you mentioned oftentimes a family member and making it very challenging for those who want to speak up, maybe someone who knows about it, has witnessed it, or it's the victim themselves. How do we get around that? What do we do to, to challenge that and to change it? I think it's 
starts with just those people who are in their lives having a conversation. If you see something or if you hear something that in your gut doesn't feel right, then we check in with the older adult and we say, you know, I noticed that your son is speaking to you in this way or that your daughter um, maybe did something that you noticed and just see how that is for the senior and see how they feel. And I think that's a great way to be able to open the door to the conversation and allow them to know that you did notice something and that you're there to provide support. Another great way is making sure that we do have those frontline services available for people when they feel ready, Mm -hmm. that they want to come forward and get those support services, that we have people in place to do so. Now, you you mentioned the pandemic. I'm curious to know if you have numbers, any information on how the pandemic may have impacted these numbers, how many more cases we're seeing or not seeing? So the numbers are still kind of coming in. The government has been collecting the data from different communities um, each month to kind of find out what their numbers are looking like. Some of the challenges we have, though, are is is that we don't have a common data set that we are asking for from people. So it's really hard sometimes to kind of get a baseline and then see if that number is increased. What we do know is that numbers in particularly Calgary and Edmonton have gone up. Um, in Calgary, I've heard as much as 30% wow. over the last year. And so we anticipate that that number will likely continue to grow as we open up and we resume services. A lot of times um, people might not have been reaching out if they were you know, in isolation or if services had their doors closed and weren't easily accessible. So we're hoping that we will see more people as we move forward so that we can offer more assistance and support. Yeah, and you know what? And certainly, you know, we want more people to come forward and to feel safe in, in coming forward if, if something is is happening. Of course, we don't want to have those numbers going up, but we know that Canada's population is aging. We're expecting to see this you know, really gray wave over the next uh, decade or so. Uh, we, what do we what needs to be in place to deal with with that that wave of you know older people as 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 we move through the next i don't know 10 20 years and and what are the numbers what are you expecting on that front like everything I think uh, to do with older adults and seniors we anticipate that this area will likely grow unfortunately so I think that um, from from the beginning we need to do better education and awareness right from our younger folks all the way up so that everybody can be aware and be watching and looking out for one another and really be able to pinpoint it as early as possible if something is going on because we know it's easier to stop it when it's in its early stages rather than waiting until it's much more complex and we have to you know get a lot more services involved Secondly would be to have services that are accessible for people so that when they are in crisis Mm -hmm. and when they do need to reach out for help, that there are supports available to them. And then I guess third would be around legislation and making sure that we have different acts in place that do protect people and that are useful in some of these different areas and for older people when they're looking at some of their legal documents making sure that they're putting um, on their enduring power of attorney as well as their personal directive a couple of different people or making sure that who they list on those documents is somebody that they can trust and they feel safe with because where we often see some of this start to come forward is when people have legal documents enacted giving the power to someone else to make the decisions on their behalf Mm. and the misuse of those documents. So unfortunately, that is another great way to be able to look at some of those legal documents as well. A lot of great information on the Alberta Elder Abuse Awareness Council website and numbers there as well for for people to call if they need help. But in the end, if it's an immediate, you know, is police the best bet? 
to call? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so call uh, call 911, make that phone call to the non-emergency police line if you feel that way, but get in contact. I know a lot of people might be concerned, oh, what if I'm wrong, what if I'm wrong, but what if you're right? Right, Chantal. Right, absolutely. And, you know, there's also, if it is an emergency police thing and you call, they will refer you to the correct services mm-hmm. and get you the support so that you can find out more information or learn how to best support a person through it. Yeah, if there's one thing I think that we have learned uh, through the past 15 months is that, um, you know, I think this country and a lot of places have... Uh, a lot of work to do on caring for our seniors and that's going to be up to uh, a lot of us as as we move forward to step up and make sure that that is um, you know a top priority Chantel thanks for the work that you do I appreciate your time this afternoon thanks so much for having me have a great day yeah you too Chantel Ottenbright is the chair of the Alberta Elder Abuse Awareness Council again if you're looking for more information there's some really good information on that website but as well if you go to the Edmonton Police website just type in Edmonton Police Elder Abuse a full list of the different types of abuse that a senior might be faced with what to do who to call the information is definitely there